The Mir first. Do you that's my full name. That's your full name? Yeah, I don't have a middle name. Are you lying to me? If I were, you wouldn't know, so I just say is the truth. All right. Uh, Damir lives in Shaman. He's been in Shaman for how many years? It seems now like 600 years. What do you, uh, why did you come to Shaman? <laughs> what, are you, what are you? What are you? What are you? Um, so I came to Shaman originally because, so I come from Croatia and um, I came to Shaman eight years ago because I was like super into martial arts wow. and uh, Chinese language. So I came here to study Chinese and do some whoopass. Did you accomplish either of those? No. No? No. So you can't speak Chinese and you can't whoop my ass. Um, I would say I'm a moderately good whoop asser, but uh, my Chinese still has a long way to go. I can I can get I get around like you know I get around, um, but. Do you want me to test you? Um, sure. Ni jiao shen ma. Hao hao hao. Ni xi huan jiao zi ma. Shen ma dou ke. Uh, 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 Okay, so you're from Croatia. HSK is, what is HSK, sorry? Uh, Harry Soup Kitchen. <laughs> Horrible soap knuckles. <laughs> what is HSK? Uh, so HSK is Hanyu Shaping Kaushu. It's a, it's a exam of Chinese language, kind of like TESOL or TOEFL for uh, English speakers. It's got six levels, six being the highest level. Oh, actually, I'm currently getting ready for five, for level five. So, what kind of perks come along with HSK five? Um, so you get this. Um, uh, you have an extra two seconds of people staring at you because you can speak Chinese and they just can't kind of get wrap their head around it. Good. Um, but you, eh? <laughs> and uh, other than that, uh, probably one of the biggest perks is that uh, you don't get to die when you go to a hospital because you can explain to the doctor where it hurts. Um, you're not going to get arrested when you go to the bank because you can explain to them that you're not there to rob them, but to exchange some dollars into renminbi. Wow. I just don't go to the hospital. Will that also work sometimes? Just not going to the hospital? Fuck. Yes. How many times have you been to the hospital since you've lived in Shaman? I think I went around like five times or six times. I had... What is wrong with you? I... Uh, apparently many things, but at that time I didn't speak Chinese, so I, I can't really tell you what. I could tell you now what's wrong with me. What's my like latest problem that I had? Is it funny? Gonorrhea. Yeah? Yeah. I had gonorrhea. Aren't you married? Well, I wasn't always married, Ben. You know that. Nice. I have a lot of friends that go to the hospital regularly yeah, are, for are they, shit that they would be like medically labeled as a pussy for back home are they are they doctors and nurses not at all they're the furthest thing from uh they're morons fuck-ups <laughs> scallywags <laughs> shitheads 
uh, assholes. Rapscallions. Rapscallions. I mean, watch your language. Okay, uh, so Croatia. Give me like two minutes on what it's like to grow up in Croatia. It's uh, tough but fair. It's incredibly beautiful. The people are amazing. The food is fantastic. And now when I think about it, like, why did I leave? Oh, yeah, I remember. I left because my last job, they offered me $2 per hour after I finished university. That's not bad. It's not bad if you live in a shoebox. Did you live in a shoebox? Almost, but we moved up onto a crate. Uh, what is the largest city in Croatia? It's called Zagreb. Okay. And it's got a million people. A full million people. And what is the population of Croatia as a whole? Million? No, it's four million people. Oh. So, so it's like a quarter of the population living in the capital. So Zagreb is the place to be. Well, yeah, kind of. I mean, you know, it was the hippest place I grew up in, um, you know, compared to Xiamen, which has four million people in itself. Yeah. It's, it's pretty insane. Cool. Uh, that was the city featured in Aladdin, right? Yes, yeah. So Zagreb, Zagreb, Zagreb is famous for its for its vast deserts. Yeah, and uh, magical lamps that abound in caves. What are you doing these days? How do you uh, how do you make your millions these days? <laughs> um, so I I don't want to answer that because people might come after me. Gotcha. Are you a professional? something i'm a i'm i have no idea honestly you know living in china is weird man because you know um living here makes things like worse and easy in the same time it's extremely easy to like get a job mm-hmm. like any job almost any job and then it's extremely difficult to do any job properly you know i wouldn't say i'm a millionaire but uh, i would definitely say that living here is better than living back home you're a dollar menu air yeah as it, it, as it was when i was a kid well you know um if you're an honest man who's not afraid to work you will get there right that's adorable I've noticed in China that foreigners can just tell people that they're something. <laughs> and then they are. And then if you put any effort toward that at all, people will begin to believe you, even other foreigners. You know, if I met some American I've never met on the street right now and I said, I uh, produce the funniest webcomic in Bulgaria. <laughs> and they would say, but you don't even speak that language. Bulgarian? Uh, Bulgarian is a language? Yeah. yeah. Shit, that's awesome. I would say, yeah, but that doesn't matter because I do it. Do you want to see? And they would say, no, I'm already bored, but I totally buy what you're selling me right now. And then they can they can go back to their friends and be like, hey, you know who I met? I met this like cool guy who has a Bulgarian web webcomic. And everybody's like, wow, that's cool. No one ever checks. No one ever checks. Until one of their friends is like, oh, shit, I need something for my website. Or my company needs a webcomic writer at this party, I'm, I'm throwing, will you get your friend to come be a webcomic guy? And then they call me up and I'm like, ah, yeah, I'll do it. And hopefully everybody's Chinese when you get there. Or you could just outsource. Go on Fiverr. Like get someone to like make a comic book for like $7. I'm really sad I missed out on Fiverr. You didn't. It's still there. Like, Is it's it here still in around. China though? Yeah. Is it a thing you can do here? Yeah, of course. Like, I mean, like it's called a oneer. A oneer. 
Yeah. The er is for for the people in Beijing. One er. One er. Um. Yeah. You can get you can get any kind of service in China. I mean, like. So yesterday I had some salad in my fridge, and this is not a joke. You know, I know we're like joking around here and stuff. Yeah, but this jokesters. is a real story. My girlfriend, she she has a restaurant, and uh, she needed some salad samples because apparently it's 2019 and you need salad samples. So we had some salad samples, some some um, some herbs that we had in our fridge, and uh, a guy came to pick it up. Uh, so I gave him like a plastic bag with three boxes of. Like different kinds of salad, different ingredients. kinds of salad ingredients, and uh, he picked it up, and uh, like 15 minutes later, she was like, "Oh, you know, he's here, awesome!" Like, and I was like, "How much did that cost?" And she was like, 17 kwai. Seventeen kwai is like three dollars. It's not even three dollars. It's not even. It's like two fifty. <laughs> the dollar. Maybe two fifty dollars yeah. USD. All right, so Fiverr, you're a professional something. That's cool. Did you? <laughs> I mean, I would I would consider myself to be. The thing that I'm most professional is is probably DMing, oh, what's dungeon mastering, direct messages. Yeah, dungeon mastering, direct messages. You slide to into other my dungeon people's. masters. Yeah, exactly. That's how we ended up here today. Is you sent me a DM and it was just a picture of a, a picture of your asshole. Yeah, which is actually in the shape of your country. Oh, yeah, it's true. And I didn't know that everybody's asshole is in the shape of the country they were born in until this morning. Yeah, well, that's because you never go to a hospital. I never hang out with PhD students like you. That's true. Are okay. you still a PhD student? Uh, yes, I am uh, I'm still a PhD student. Not for long, though. Yeah? I'm going to quit. No, I'm kidding. I'm going to finish. Good. I'm going to get my degree that I came to China for. I'm. Uh, uh, this is going to be the funniest thing I said all day. I'm a PhD student in anthropology nice. at Xiamen University. I love shopping at anthropology. It's one of the best arts and crafts stores around. It's incredible. Assholes. Assholes is what we were talking about. So, That's yeah. right. Well, when we're, when we're talking about assholes, like, what do you do, Ben? Me? Yeah. Um, I'm a philanthropist. I'm a tourist. I'm a, I'm a joker. <laughs> Midnight I'm a, poker. I'm a, I'm a podcast enthusiast. I'm a... Uh, a podcast talker? I'm the third best comedy show host... In the greater shaman area. Uh, who's, who's number one? Some Chinese guy that walked in the other night, just drunk <laughs> as hell, and, and thought, stole the show. It was and incredible. And thought it was just like a regular KTV night. Yeah, like he spoke night. zero English, but he could read the board, and he read the names perfectly, and he was only in between comics for just a short amount. Of, he, was, he was great. I didn't catch his name, but hopefully he comes back next week. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, what do you do? Uh, well, I do a little of this, a little of that. <laughs> you know, you know, this and that. I move money for people. I make <laughs> money for people. I made you coffee today. Thanks. And it's uh, usually I don't drink coffee, so I don't know if this coffee is good or not. But um, it's fucking awesome. It tastes pretty good, actually. So we'll we'll the get into uh, cup of Joe. Yeah. There you go. Uh, we'll get into your Dungeon Master thing in a minute. I want to know uh, what's up with your stand-up comedy career. Well, you know, I don't have one. Not really. I don't think, uh, I don't ah, think I'm a really on. funny guy. Like, I realized, like, I went on stage and, like, I saw people laughing. And then I realized they're not laughing with me. They're laughing at me. And I was like, fuck this. Like, that's like being back home with my parents. You're so a funny guy, quit. though. Uh, you know, tell us one of your jokes. Tell us a joke you you would you would tell your mom. 
little Johnny walks in on his mom in the bathroom and mom was taking a shower so she was totally naked mm. so little Johnny's like mommy mommy what do you have here what do you have there and he points towards her intimate area right right so so the mom she quickly covers herself up she puts her hands on her breast and on her vajayjay god and um she's like shit like i don't want to tell my son something bad so she says oh this thing between my legs that's that's when that's where your daddy cut me with an axe and little johnny says whoa he cut you straight across your pussy. That's would you would you really say that to your mom? My mom told me that joke. That's fucked. I so yeah, it. you see, uh, it's not a, a life of comedy is not a life for me. Okay. I really like roasts. Like I'm 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 a huge fan of comedy in general, even you. But oh. the thing about roast is like it's like the perfect form. It's like the haiku of of comedy. Yeah. Yeah, because you get to insult someone, and if you do it in the right way, then it can communicate the essence of that person in like a one-liner and if other people recognize that like the thing that you make fun of as something that's real then it's really funny so i feel like it's kind of like something only friends can do the haiku of comedy yeah like short form has a pop pop yeah it's got that that pop yeah like jazz yeah like jazz drums uh okay. So Damir Damir is really into Dungeons and Dragons. God, I'm so into Dungeons and Dragons, it's insane. I've been I've been into Dungeons and Dragons since I was like thirteen years old. Alright, we're gonna we're 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 gonna take it no, easy. No, this is we're gonna take it easy. What the fuck? I, I came here to talk about this. I, I know, but let's let's take it slow. Let's not you know alienate our audience. Let's not put anybody to fucking sleep here. Okay, so what is Dungeons and Dragons? So, <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons is a tabletop game. Okay. Um it can be played by anyone. Really? And really? you got a set of yeah, like it's totally it's like a super open format thing. So, like, you know, when most people say board games, they say, uh, like, okay, so there's like, a, I move my piece around and like I buy beans or houses or whatever. And like, you know, I'm playing to win. Uh-huh. Um, there's gonna, there's only one winner. The thing about Dungeons and Dragons, it's, it's a cooperative storytelling game. So you basically have a bunch of people who are sitting around the table. Each person plays a character that they choose. Um, and the characters are mythical, mythical, mythological, like, creatures, like, humans. Let's talk about these characters. Uh, dwarves. What are the elves. What are the limits to these characters? And if I wanted to describe my character's physical appearance as, like, voluptuous or disgusting or an Voluptuously disgusting. Yeah. Will that affect my performance... Later in, on in the game. In the game? Yeah, I mean, like, that's the thing, see? So, basically, you have a bunch of these characters. Like, you, uh, you play a character, and you can describe... You can basically make up any kind of character you like. Imagine you want to be... You know, you're, like, a big man. Like, maybe you're tired of, like, being a gargantuan human. So, you want to be a tiny gnome. So, uh, I want to be dominated. That's you what you're saying. You want to be dominated, saying. yeah. You want to be a, a, a gnome slave. A gnome gimp. An autistic gnome gimp. Yeah. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Is the spectrum... In the D and D universe, the I think, autism spectrum. I, think I would here? say I would say everybody playing D and D are on the spectrum wow. somewhat. 
You said D and D's for everybody, uh, but it's mostly it's pretty much just for white people, right? You know what? That's something that I never thought about because, like, I come from like a South European country, and we're pretty homogenous. So there's not a lot of people uh, of a different. Uh, not a skin lot of color. black people where you're from, are there? Um, very few, very few. Not that there's anything uh, wrong with uh, any other race. It just seems that our country hey. really enjoys white people. I get around. where you're coming from, man. I, <laughs> I get you. I see what you're saying. There. But the cool thing about the cool thing about D and D is you can choose a different kind of race. You can be a different race from like you, you don't have to be a human. I mean, yeah, you can be like a variant human from Malaysia. Is South African a race, um, or is it just white? Is it I think just, it's just I think it's just racist. I think I like think South Africa is just racist. very racist. A racist just place. The essence of hate. If you're from I, South Africa, is that I what mean, you're saying? I mean, you know, they did kind of have the apartheid as their, like, state policy. So I would say, yeah. So, you, so you're not a big fan of South Africans? I would say, I, I knew a couple. Actually, I had a South African player, like a chick who played a voluptuous rogue, like a oh. seductress thief was she, in a game. Would she only rob from white people? Uh, or no, would she only rob from black people because she hated them so much? Um, I would uh, I would say she she robbed any like she she had like her thing in game she had like a massive massive chesticles. Okay. And then I'm trying she to make fun like of racism always, and all you can talk about are tits, Damir. Dude, I mean priorities. Okay. So basically, yeah, you have a bunch of these people like sitting around the table. They're playing different characters. If you if you if you didn't get that from our like amazing explanation for the last four minutes. Um, so yeah, you, you play you play character. You can play any kind of character you like, um, and then you have one dude who's the dungeon master, and he's kind of like the the guy who creates prepares the storyline for the game. Okay. So if you've ever played a uh, video game where you level up, basically leveling up is a concept that comes from D and D. So D and D is notorious for being difficult to level up in, right? It's a slow progression. It really depends. Like, it can really depend. Like, yeah, I mean, some uh, some games can last for years. So people, like, you know, like, oh my uh, level one is where you start. Like, level zero is like a peasant. So it's like most people in the world are level zero. But when you start, you're already level one. So you're, like, already better than other people. I think that's what, like, attracts a lot of people to playing D&D, that you can already be better without even trying. Like the South so, African lady. It's yeah, like exactly. right up her alley, right? Yeah, exactly. She was like, she was like, I'm better than everybody else, and I have massive tits. And I was like, That's how I feel a lot. I was like, All right, you're that. Okay. And she was like, What do I have to do? I was like, Nothing. And she was like, All right. So that's how we get started. All right. And uh, you are the dungeon master, the DM. So yeah, I'm the DM. Uh, my, it's my job to create a adventure for the characters to play in. So imagine me as the computer in a computer game. So you're a computer. Welcome to playing Dungeons and Dragons. Choose your destiny. Oh, that'd be that'd be horrible. You don't really do that, do you? Maybe not. Jesus. Are there robots in the Dungeons and Dragons universe? There are constructs, constructs. which is kind of like robots, and there's golems as well, which are. Um, they're like, I mean, golems are, uh, golems are cool because you can basically imbue something with a magical essence and turn it into like an automaton and you have like flesh golems, which are made out of flesh. Jesus. You have iron golems, like clay golems right. from different materials. 
Are these the golems from uh, Hebrew lore? Or from Lord of the Rings. Or from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> They're massive, massive Lord of the Rings golems. Okay. Yeah. Can you be one of these things? Uh, maybe if you like die in game, somebody harvests harvests your flesh and then like turns into a golem. No, you know you can't be a golem. Fuck, that is a golem awesome. doesn't think, man. A golem is like a fucking computer program. Yeah. He just like executes. That's me. I'm executing constantly. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I want. I want to be a golem. A golem. Executor. I just make me the golem. Okay. Uh, so when you're being a dungeon master, how like what is the challenge for the players? What is what is the game? Where does the game come into? Play? Where's the meat? Where's the where's the where's the meat? Where's the beef? <laughs> Edit that out. Where's the beef? <laughs> so um okay so like uh basically what's gonna happen is you're gonna have a challenge right in game, uh, and this challenge can be. A fight. It can be a battle. It can be a riddle. It can be a puzzle. It can be a give me a riddle. stolen treasure. Give me um, a riddle. A riddle. One of the riddles you've used in the game. Um, I want to know if I can do this. Okay. <coughs> so get, all right. So let me think. A riddle for you. Hit me. Uh, you have to say riddle. What me this. has an eye but cannot see? The word riddle. You're correct. Fuck. Am I? What has an eye but cannot see? And there's multiple answers to this one. So, so it's really it's really is a level one kind of riddle. So well, give me like a level five riddle. A level five riddle is how do you upgrade your career in China? Uh, yeah, let's stick to the level one riddle. Uh, so what has an eye but cannot see? The 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 word little. I don't know. No, there's no word. Like think about an object. Oh, an object. Um, yeah. Let's say okay, potato. you walk into. Yeah, that's very good. Potato has eyes, but it cannot see. Right? So that's like one. That would be one, uh, one answer. And in that case, you know, if you were in a room and it had like a door which is magically sealed, and when you go next to it, like you look at it, nothing happens. You like touch it, and then like these glowing runes appear, and it says, "What has an eye but cannot see?" And oh. you say, "Potato." And the door opens, and there's a potato golem behind it, and it fucking attacks. Potato golem. And then you roll for initiative, and then you fight. Okay. What is initiative before? So initiative oh, is the drive. Deep. Initiative in real life is the drive to do things um, successfully right. without fail. Um, this is make-believe. So in our game, initiative means who goes first in a battle. Okay. I get it. Yeah. So it's like in Pokemon, if my Pokemon please, has higher please speed. Don't it's confuse like D&D initiative. with fucking Pokemon. So my, it's not Pokemon. So my Charmander will go first if Your it's Charmander faster. can go suck a dick. It might, yeah, but first. He's the first one. No sloppy seconds for my Charmander. Yeah, but right. you would have to roll a die to, to determine. A die. Uh, you mean yeah. like these die? Shit, I had them. I was going to throw these in your face. Like these? Oh, Did you shit. I brought a, a leather, leather pouch. pouch. This is leather. Oh, my God. And I have a bunch of dice here. I was here. just joking. Oh, boy. You were just joking, but you didn't know. You didn't know what you were getting yourself into. What, do you okay. play at the bus stop? So, <laughs> I just I just got a bunch of die here for all, all, all our listeners. Uh-huh. And we have an assortment here of dice uh, of different shapes and sizes. Which is probably like one of my favorite parts about D and D because you have a bunch of like role playing games where you use like um, whips 
ointments. Mm. But this is not that kind of role-playing game. Oh. This is a role-playing game with, like, dice. Oh. So you have a bunch of dice, which are different shapes and sizes. You have a D4, which has four sides, if you can imagine that. Explain the D4. Six. Please. So a D4 looks like a tiny pyramid with three sides. And uh, when you roll it, you can try rolling it. One. Okay, so you got a one on a D4 out of four. Okay, roll it again. Three. You got a three. Okay, nice. Two. Yeah. Three. Okay, now you can stop. Yeah, that's that's how it works. Two. Excellent. I think I, I love this game. Did you not have toys when you Four. were a child? I had so many toys, but this... Dude, that's, that's what I'm saying. simple things in life. So then we have a D6, which is like the boring old uh, D6 you use in Vegas. Vegas town. Yeah, snake eyes. Snake eyes. Um, then we have a D8, which looks like two D4s. And if you put them together, it's, it makes date. Date. We're, we're going on a date. <laughs> we're going on a date. Nice. And that's how I got my first date. So we have a D8. Then we have a D10. Uh-huh. A D12, which is by far one of my uh, most favorite dice. It's almost never used in game. It's like a very rare die to, to roll, which is a shame because uh, a dodecahedron is pretty awesome. That's a, it's pretty much that's just a, a ball. fancy word. For, it looks, no, like, it looks no. like a wad of trash. The ball is really the D20. And D20 is like kind of the most significant, the most significant of all the handle that die. Oh, it's heavy. 14. Yeah. 3. 19. You can shut off the podcast. Nice. 19. Damn. 9. 14. 10. 15. Do I win? 8. Keep going. 4. Give me some more coffee. 9. 13. 5. How much time? We- and nine. there you have oh, it, nine. folks. Am That's I what a, D&D is. Am I an ogre now? <laughs> You've always been an ogre in your heart. You just Chad Kroger of Chad Nickelback. Kroger. Yeah. Chad Kroger. That's yeah. a really good name for like an ogre character. He wrote really good songs. He's really underappreciated. He is. Overproduced, underappreciated. Yeah. This is now a Nickelback podcast. No. What's your favorite Nickelback song? Uh, with eyes wide open. That's you're a f- Don't be a piece of shit, Donnie. This is Nickelback's. <laughs> This is China's largest Nickelback podcast. My favorite Nickelback song <laughs> is Hero from the Spider-Man soundtrack. That was a good one. It had Josie Scott from uh, that song where they said click, click, pull. Remember that one? <laughs> click, click, boom, boom. Anyway, um, no. Dungeons & Dragons is cool, but you know what's cooler than that? Playing Dungeons & Dragons it, with celebrities? Tell me about a time you whooped somebody's ass with martial arts. Go. All right. So, um, so I remember, like a couple of years back, mm. I was playing this monk in a D and D game, and I rolled a straight twenty. I'm gonna kill you. Uh, I, I actually I don't fight. You know, I I, I only fight with my words. You've like, I'm never a, been I'm, in like a competition I'm where a, you had to fight. Or? I'm a I'm a massive pussy. Yeah, <laughs> I did. I did. I did a little bit of like sparring and stuff, but uh, yeah. Um. So the 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 training I did was. Quite quite hardcore. So quite parkour? Quite hardcore. Can you parkour around my room right now? Yeah. Whoa. Ah. Whoa. All right. <laughs> you need a water after that? That was nuts. Um, I just I just backflip. I I've been in some fights as an adult, but they've all been very one sided. <laughs> as fights. in 
Well, I mean, you're like a gargantuan man. You're like 17 feet tall. It's true. But the thing is, is I, I don't even know if I can take a punch anymore because every time I punch somebody, they explode. <laughs> they just die. They, they crumple. And they're not cheap shots. They're not sucker punches. They're, I'm frustrated with this and you want me to hit you, so I'm going to do it. And then they just go away. So <laughs> Like they turn into magical fairy blood. Yeah, just, they just like, splatter spray on the wall. So everywhere. As far as I know, anybody could walk up and just punch me and I would just fall out, just die. I don't know. I think I think you're so big. I you're you're so big and fat. Uh-huh. Like your heart cannot pump enough blood and I think you're probably going to die earlier than other people. That's one way to look at it. The way I look at it is my heart uh has a lot of character because it had to work harder. A lot like me as a young man. I had to work I you know, dug a lot of ditches. I catered a lot of parties for rich you're, dudes. You're digging a ditch right now. I studied now. all night by candle light. You know, I did all these things to build character. And my heart is a lot like that. My heart worked really hard to keep this going. And now I'm going to reward my heart by drinking a lot of coffee and a lot less uh, oh, cheers to that. water. Uh, so um, This is going well. Yeah, this ain't too mm. bad. Uh, 32 minutes? Damn. <laughs> not, not not bad at all. Uh we had a we had an open mic show last night. I didn't drink beer. Really? Yeah. I uh no I heard congratulations. That, I heard you were no. you were like you were like at some point like it must have been like a year back you had you stopped drinking alcohol and like eating fatty foods because you got gout. I had gout, yeah. So I guess your heart is not the only thing with character in your body. My toe got rested, so I left it somewhere on the train. Yeah, no, they, yeah, there for a while I was drinking beer and nothing else, and my toe hurt a lot, so I had to stop drinking so much beer. Then I got back into drinking beer, but I also worked out a lot more, so it kind of balanced out. But I think, man, like having gout is like super cool. It's like the patrician's disease. Like it's, it's the disease of the rich. But I'm not. I mean, I am rich. Everybody, I'm rich. In character. So rich. You have no idea how fucking yeah. rich I am. But if I'm going to have a disease, alcoholism is a cool disease to have. Drug addiction is a cool disease to have. No doubt. Like syphilis is up there somewhere. Mm. Right? Gout. I don't know. You can get gout from like hot dogs, tuna, and oduls. As I said. Rich people's disease. <laughs> Rich people only eat hot dogs and tuna. <laughs> the world is backward because that's how it should be. Um, so you 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 had you had no beer last night. What? It was really forever, hard. What, forever? Why? I realized I can drink as much liquor as I want, like clear liquor. Maybe people figured this out a long time ago, <laughs> but I can drink as much clear liquor as I want, and I'm fine. But the minute I have one beer, I turn into an insatiable monster that's got to drink twenty more beers. And then I wake up uh, a bloated corpse. That's kind of like playing D&D. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're doing. So I just didn't drink beer, and it was really hard. And I thought you would, like, say, Ah, oh, congratulations, man. Wow, that's so great. But you didn't even attempt. Is that, is that like a yeah. Jamaican accent you were trying to A little do? bit. Oh, congratulations, man. That's you're Now you're just making fun of yourself. Let's not. Oh, congratulations, man. That's Anyway... I thought I thought you'd be proud of me, but I guess I not. Am, yeah, I am. Par- I'm I'm very proud of you. I'm always uh, proud of you, thanks, man. Thanks, man. You're one of my you. most favorite children. Cool. Illegitimate. Thanks, Dad. When's your birthday? July second. Wow. You know that's two days before the most important event of the year. 
Yes. yes. The Bulgarian Day of Independence. The Bulgarian Day of the Dead. <laughs> Dig them up, they say. <laughs> Dig them up and give them one last... Uh, you have to make out with dead people Hot in Bulgaria. Yeah. Dig a dig a hole in the ground, jump right in. Yep, and just roll around in your ancestors' remains. Would you consider going to the U.S. for your birthday and staying around for the Fourth of July to get a true sense of what it is to be an actual citizen of this world? I feel like uh, my biggest impression of uh, the fourth of july was a move with tom cruise where he was like a vietnam veteran yeah but you were born two days before the fourth of july so i think um that would, I would be probably incredible. feel like i would feel like tom cruise i would feel like tom cruise in the fourth of july movie if i were there for the fourth of july what about a movie called born two days before the fourth of july and it's about you Growing up in Croatia, uh-huh. and some traumatic event happened. I don't know what could have possibly happened in Croatia when you were younger. That would be traumatic in the slightest. But, you know, something would have had to have happened. Yeah, like and, uh, maybe like a war. Maybe like a really like nasty. A, like a civil war um, where, like, the <laughs> Americans, like, bombarded, like. Ish. Who's counting? Area. Show me the facts. Show me the car facts. I don't think it really happened. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It's, and, not, uh, it's not a big deal. But it follows you all the way to China, and it's basically the same script as the Tom Cruise movie, Born on the Fourth of July, but you were born two days earlier. So you're like sort of this hipster. I was there. I was born in, the four- I was born in July before it was cool to be born in July. Mm-hmm. This is, I should have written this down. <laughs> this is comedy. <laughs> this is drama and or comedy gold. Dramedy gold, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Well, um, you know, they say there's no comedy without tragedy, so. It's true. Should be, we should put in something, something like, page three, like my dad, like I get born and he's like three days till retirement and then he gets blown to pieces. Jesus Christ. I, wow. <laughs> okay. I, I thought like your dad was going to like make out with you the minute you were born or something. It was going to be like a wacky slapstick <laughs> that's homoerotic. Called, that's called the, the transfer of the ancestor's <laughs> breath. And we do that. That's something we do in, uh, when a creation child is born. The father has to make out with the child. Only if it's a girl. Jesus. Oh. Well, that's fine. There's nothing weird about that. Nothing. Right? Well, uh... <laughs> you're just thinking about it, aren't you, fucking pervert? No, I'm not thinking, thinking about, about it. about... You're thinking about making out with your dad. With my dad. Maybe my dad's thinking about making out with me, and that's and we're doing it at the same time. Oh, that's so romantic. We're looking at the same moon, man. <laughs> Sleepless and shaman. You know, I saw a really cool joke the other day about, like, a vampire, and he's like trying to eat the dude and there's a full moon and the dude is like the moon's shine is just a reflection of the sun and then the vampire just turns to dust wow do you write that and you're now you're and now you're telling me that you found it i thought i thought that was funny and like the caption was science saves lives that's a real bulgarian webcomic see you now you have to draw it and you're gonna get that dream job you you wanted or friends and on social media in china i just think it's hilarious that you can tell pretty much any foreigner in china that Oh, I do this, and they just have to believe you. Like, there's no reason for. Them I mean, to why would you? I mean, he, but think about it, right? So you're in China already. Why would you lie about what you do? Because it's, it's like you, fucking you're hilarious. already like you're already in China, 
And it's like, oh, yeah, I'm a designer for, like, uh, 17th century furniture. Yeah. And then everybody's like, cool, cool. And then, like, I mean, clearly you're either 300 years old because it's 17th century furniture or it's not actually from the 17th century. But nobody asks a follow-up question. Why can't you just make furniture as it was made in the 17th century? That's what I said when somebody asked me, <laughs> when somebody called me out. Yeah. I look at it like... It feels like you're looking at it like you're already in China. Isn't that weird enough? Why not just say what you actually do? But I think you're already in China. Why not push it to just a ridiculous level so that everybody finds out that you've been telling everybody different stories and then they all just completely disregard you the next time they see you. That way, I don't have to talk to anybody I don't really want to talk to. This is just the story of the last six years of my life. Well, actually, that's why I left Croatia, because I was a pathological liar. <laughs> because you told everybody you were the president? No, I mean, I was like, some, somebody was like, uh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I'm a car surgeon. Oh. And they'd be like, oh, a car surgeon. What, what's that? That's like a, like a doctor for cars? And I was like, no. Um, and, and then, like, you know, <laughs> no. another guy was like, what do you do? And I was like, I'm a, I'm a semaphore salesman. Semaphore? Yeah. Is that a dinosaur? Traffic light. Traffic, traffic light. light salesman. Is that traffic light in Croatian? Yeah. Semaphore? Semaphore, yeah. That's like uh, another word in the English language for traffic lights. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, if you don't want to be like plebeian, you can say semaphore. Uh, funniest word in Croatian. What is it? Krljušt. So krljušt is an actual word, and uh, it means uh, scale. Like, uh, like a snake skin. Snake skin or like fish. Scale. Scales. Yeah, so Kriljušt is a word that uh, you have to learn as a child. Why? It's like the third word you need to learn. So first it's like mama, dada, and then Kriljušt. What about potato? Potato? Potato is krumpir. When do you have to learn that? You don't. What about beets? Rutabagas? Uh, like like drop some beets. I'm just trying to... What do you guys eat? In Croatia? Uh, mostly regret. Regret. You yeah. guys are doing pretty good, right? Um, yeah. You guys N- not really. Got your own thing? <laughs> no? Okay. It's not even, like, it's so it's so sad it even can be funny. Like, Croatia's really... They have a um, lady president. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. She's, I mean, the thing is, so so our president is really interesting because she's like a placeholder for like a right-wing party. So basically, recently we had like a resurgence of like neo-Nazi stuff happening and like super right-wing like politics. Hell yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, not that there's anything wrong with that. No. No, not at all. No. Like we should all go back. To choose uh, from. Yeah. Um, so so, so you're a Nazi, yes? No, okay. no, I'm not a Nazi. I'm a neo-Nazi. All right, we're changing this podcast to a neo-Nazi podcast. I would say, um, I mean, but think about it. Like everybody in the end wants to be like a dictator. You know, like when you're young, you're like, oh, you know, everything should be amazing and equal, and everybody deserves to talk and have rights to do whatever they want and then like what people do is like they eat nachos and fucking watch big brother you can be like hey you know what why don't you like make decisions about like the future of our country 
And they're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I mean, that's the thing, see? And then you're like, but actually, you know, I, I should like, I should make some decisions because like, you know, I follow what's going on. I follow politics. I, I try to be informed. This is like my duty as a citizen to be informed about like what's going on in the world. Uh-huh. And then, you know, you see a bunch of people who kind of don't give a shit. And then, you, of course, like you're like, hey, you know, if we make changes, they should be the way that I want because I'm so smart. So this is so this is how you're slowly becoming a Nazi. I mean, that's what I think that happens to like most people, you know, as they grow older. So you're normalizing Nazi tendencies. Um, I will I w- not rest until our audience thinks that you're a Nazi. <laughs> I mean, fine. If that makes me a Nazi, then yes, I'm a Nazi. I'm a Nazi because I want everyone to do whatever I want because I think that I know best. If that Sealed makes it. me a Nazi, fine. Sealed I'm it. a fucking Nazi. Um, well, actually, I mean, look, so there are certain traits of like people. (laughs) Here we go. Nice. No, I'm not. I'm not a Nazi. I studied sociology for Christ's sake. It's, I'm the furthest from a Nazi that you can be. I don't know. Yeah. You're probably the furthest from it. Yeah. Dark features, big nose. I, I think you're (laughs) prominent forehead. Prominent. (laughs) And, uh, and and I for loose change. I think you're the <laughs> furthest thing from Nazi. <laughs> Can hear a dime in the next room, <laughs> just yeah, as my ancestors could. Uh, do you have anything else to say? Yeah, yes. I don't want to drag this out too much longer. So I actually, I mean, like I, I thought we were going to talk about D and D, and I haven't even got, gotten started, man. Like, okay, well, thing. I mean, you lured me here with like the promise of me having a platform for like my hobby and passion. I gave you some time. Okay, what do you want to say about D&D? I want to say that it's fucking awesome. Okay. It's such an awesome hobby. Why should people play D&D? They should play D&D because it brings like people of different backgrounds together and uh it's kind of like playing playing uh like jamming, playing playing music. Uh basically you have a bunch of people who have instruments and um you know, at some point, something clicks, you know, and you start making music together without really thinking it through, right? So you have, a, you know, a particular set of skills and uh, with an instrument and you play with other people. And then at some point, like it starts being harmonious. And that's kind of like D&D, except for like, except, except of like playing music, you're actually like telling a story and no one knows how the story is going to finish, let alone the DM, like the guy who's like preparing the story because you kind of give people a platform to be creative and it's this weird thing where you come up with a story in your mind and you know how sometimes you like you remember like a book you've read or like you remember a movie that you've seen and in your mind you have like a clear, in your mind's eye you have like this clear image about, you know, how this adventure looked like. And then maybe you watch the movie and you realize it's like totally different. Like your imagination like improved on the story. And that's kind of what happens when you're playing D&D. Like your imagination improves on whatever is being said. And it's a really cool thing. Have you ever just had to tell somebody no when they kept insisting that their character can do something? Yeah, of course. Like you go through the motions of 
storytelling ish no you're like oh but you can't do that because this happens and they're like, i mean well, what if i did this and you're uh, like no and then eventually you're just like shut the fuck up no you can't so do that. so usually i mean usually people like that um honestly okay i'm gonna get like real serious for a moment and yeah. um the thing is it's like a lot of different types of people are attracted to playing role-playing games some are into like sexual stuff but again these are like different Sick. kinds of role-playing games right, but right. i mean so if you want to play like a role-playing game, um, you know, I think that the good dungeon master, is he's kind of like a director or like a producer of the whole thing. So it's like if you have different people with different ideas and like something, different desires of what they want to do, then you should let people try to do that. So like, you know, my uh, personal uh, way of like dealing with players who are, let's say, quote unquote problematic is to try to give them some room for their ideas and then um, if they're kind of weird or if they have some crazy ideas or they make other people around the table uncomfortable yeah even better <laughs> because like, then everybody can have a shit time how and, uh how sexual has a game ever gotten i mean usually you have like a player who's playing like uh, a kind of like a charismatic roguish bardish type who wants to like have sex and like Ooh. drink all the time in game have you ever seen a testicle in the course of playing a Dungeons and Dragons session, uh, a scroat? Have I ever seen a scroat? A testicle, not the full scroat. Um, not yet. Okay. Have you not ever yet. seen a breast? A breasticle. Yes. Yes, absolutely. During a Dungeons and Dragons game. Dude, we have like, you know, like sometimes two, three girls at the table, and uh, you know, girls sometimes are going to use their sexual wiles. To like try to influence the DM, but um, so girls it doesn't just work with me. Take their full-on naked, one of their naked breasts, plop it on the table, and say, "This is my critical hit. This is my staff of hardening, or I don't know what the fuck, <laughs> something." Yeah, this is my immovable rod. Wow. Wow. Um, no, of course not. We uh, don't. Uh, we don't uh, sexualize this holy hobby. Of ours. I mean, if you play D and D, you would know that it's like probably the furthest away from sex that you can get. Well, I think I can get behind that. Um, so that's D and D. Cool. Can you tell me in twenty seconds or less how somebody might win or how the how a how a campaign ends? Well, here's the thing: in D and D, you can do nothing in twenty seconds or less. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that was Damir Fierce. Do you have any closing remarks? You want to plug anything you're doing right now? Um, actually, I would love everyone to follow my Instagram. No, okay. I'm kidding. Oh. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I I love playing D and D. If you have a chance, try it. If you don't have a chance, figure it out. Damir and I are going to try to. Well, he's going to do it, and I'm going to do it with him. We're going to do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. I think it's going to be super duper cool. I'm going to try to be, to make it super-duper cool. And uh, what we're going to do is every time somebody does something well, we're going to say that was super-duper cool. All right. So that was This American Stuff's Big, Big Comedy Podcast from Shaman with Ben Mitchell and Damir Fierst. Thank you. Volume, have a good time, guys. Ha have a good time today. Roll a D20. Roll D20. D12. <laughs> <laughs>